Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Slaughter podcast won't be discussing topics that some listeners may find disturbing, but we may still swear. Hi guys! Hi! Welcome to a special episode. Well, especially shit. Um, It's just different. It's an alternative episode. Is that like when someone cheats and you say, were they better me? And you say, no, not better, just different. Yeah. It's not going to be better or worse. It's going to be exactly the same standard, but no crime. Ba ba ba. We've done non-crime. There's no. We have. There's a crime theme running through it, and that we're going to talk a little bit about um, a prominent figure in prison reform. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to talk to you about. Uh. Basically, I was trying to research, and I just thought I want to look at a woman, but. I wanted to be good. You've pleased yourself with this one, haven't yeah. you? Fuck everyone else. My podcast, do what I fucking well please. So, <laughs> your decided... podcast is it. My... I did say see something where you wrote, oh, I'm Lucy, I'm the host of this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm my co-host. My... <laughs> You're the host and I'm the co-host. Yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah. To be fair, it's... <laughs> she does a lot of the work. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to do it. So I've done it. Job done, Romeo done. So, what I do, what I do. Born in 1780. Um, so this is an old story. Oldest woman alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is an old story, but a true one. It's true, unless some crime. So Elizabeth Fry was. It's like I was saying to you before. The more you try and sell it to me, the more suspicious I am about it. Like, <laughs> it's a good story. Let's go. <laughs> so Elizabeth um was born as part of a massive family. Uh, she lived in Norwich. Um, and then at the age of five, they moved away from Norwich to Earlham Estate outside of Norwich. So technically they're still there, but it took so long to get anywhere. I think they thought they'd moved to another town, but nowadays it'd be like five minute drive. Like, well done, love. Yeah. Um, family. I love that it's the only distinguishing feature of it is that it's near Norwich as well. It's like, <laughs> you might as well have stayed fucking poor. Um, so her family name was Gurney. Um, and they owned a bank called the Gurney Bank. So she was pretty rich. They're quite right. a, a well-off family. Um, and they lived in the same home for years to come. So they stayed in this house for a long time afterwards. So Elizabeth's mother was called Catherine Bell. And she was a relative of Barclay, who was like Barclay's bank. Oh. Real so all the bankers stick together. All the bankers stick together. So when Elizabeth was just 12, her mother died. 
Her father never remarried, never looked for another woman. Good. Loyal. If I die, I definitely don't want my husband to remarry. I don't want him to be happy. <laughs> I want him to be sad for the rest of his life. Want a shrine. Yes! Make like a little pillow malt, like pillow sausage in the bed so it's like I'm still there. Like lay my clothes out every morning. No, people's lives should not continue as normal. No. Stop the clocks. <laughs> as a result of this, Elizabeth had quite a terrible fear of death because obviously she'd seen it really close to her. Mm. Um, but she was one of 12 children. So that in, in those days, the tradition was kind of that the older sister would just take the place of the mum. Yeah. So she knew her, her mum as a, her sister as a mum from then on. And she was also called Catherine. So job done. No difference. Yeah. No better or worse, just different. <laughs> That's the new tagline of this whole podcast. <laughs> so... She lived in a really happy house. The family liked spending time together. Um, Good job of... with 12 of them. Yeah. I mean, amongst 12 people, odds are you'll find someone you like. Yeah, but also someone that does really like you got to keep him. going. Have enough children so one of them's successful. <laughs> yeah, two wasn't enough for my family. <laughs> no. <laughs> they needed some backups. A golden child and a duffer. They, so they had lots of land and uh, they rode pony. They played outdoors. So you could tell they were rich. Mm-hmm. But they were doing good. All the children were homeschooled as well, which in those days, although it was quite common for the boys to be homeschooled, it was quite rare for the girls to get education. So her mother had really been quite strong in saying that she wanted the girls educated mm-hmm. um, and she was ahead of her time uh, by that so they had a governess and they had tutors who came in uh, elizabeth was the third child out of the 12 and she was sickly as well so she get ill uh. quite a lot i know so she spent time in bed with neuralgia which is where you have damaged nerves which cause really sharp pain so if you eat certain things it's really horrible luke's right. granddad had it it just sounds like shooting pains down you can't enjoy stuff but see she- i hate that like i've been sick this week and when, if you can't eat things, that's it. All my happiness is gone. <laughs> like, what is life anymore? If I can't even enjoy bread, like, yeah. what is the point of this? I was seriously suicidal being like, <laughs> there's nothing left for me here. I'm just going to throw it up anyway. It's so true when I had norovirus and I was just throwing up or farting out everything. I just, I was so miserable because I just wanted a hearty meal. And there's I mean, a lot of joy in that. There is a lot of joy in a nice meal, nice dinner. Everyone's going to be like, they must be a bearer, right? Fatties. <laughs> Did you go home when you got ill, Fatty Mums? They came here. Ah, <laughs> that's even worse. My dad came round and brought chicken soup. And then my mum had to come round later in the evening to check that my dad had given me chicken soup. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Everything's fine. See, I tried to stay at my house and Luke was like, I'm taking you to your mum's. <laughs> I've had enough of yeah. this bullshit. He was like, I could do the evening shift, but there's no one here in the day. He just shipped me off to mum's. Oh, no, I think he phoned my mum and made her come get me. So when he says in a few weeks, in sickness and in health, he'll be winking at your mum. <laughs> With her help. So she wasn't naturally academic either. She didn't really enjoy the schoolwork. So she's, I don't know, maybe amping up the sickliness every now and then she had like a happy childhood they were quakers nice do you know much about quakers yep it's like religion without the fun parts yes no no nice clothes plain dress no oaths no alcohol no singing no singing no dancing no singing 
Um, opposed- Shitloads of porridge. Yeah. Opposed to slavery, though. Yeah. I'm not no. saying they're horrible people. No. They're very serious. Very serious. Which, to be fair, if you're going to, like, take it... If you're going to believe something, take it fucking seriously. Yeah, I know, but you've got to have a nice bit of singing. Bit of singing. I think God would like it. Yeah. He loves a good song. So, a part of that, her mother um, had encouraged her to work with the sick and the poor. So she had quite strong morals. Now, in her teenage years, she became friends with a girl called Amelia Anderson. And Amelia Anderson's family were quite heavily involved in the suffragette movement and had quite strong opinions about that. So she picked up quite a lot of their views as well, being exposed to those ideas about equality. And she also became interested in the works of Thomas Paine, who was a writer and philosopher. Have you heard of him? Yeah, I've only heard of him because of Hamilton, the musical. Oh. Where she says, I've been reading Common Sense by Thomas Paine. (laughs) I don't know it. Uh, What's Hamilton about? Oh my gosh. So, (laughs) um, it's a hip-hop musical about the life of Alexander Hamilton, who was the first uh, treasurer of America, like one of the founding fathers. There's going to be loads of Americans now, and I'm like, oh, you got it wrong. But I know a lot of the musical off by heart, so... (laughs) So that's how you learn facts. Honestly, if I could learn Spanish through songs, I'd know it in six months. I'd be fluent. Maybe I should just learn Spanish songs. Have a listen to the soundtrack. It's interesting. I can pick up a song right now. It's my aeroplane soundtrack. Because it's long enough that when I've flown somewhere, I can just listen to the whole album. Yeah. Done. It's like when we're driving around America and you listen to the Mormon musical <laughs> over and over. I was like, I will convert Lucy to something. (laughs) So, when she got to 18, Elizabeth became interested in the works of William Savory, or Savory, I'm not sure exactly how you say it, but... Are we just really hungry at this point? (laughs) Everything, she must be called Savory. (laughs) She was called Ham Sandwich Dubois. (laughs) He was an American Quaker who preached about how important it is to help the poor and to fight injustice, and she really took this on. She was like... This is important. I, so bet she, she I bet she fancied him. Probably. Would, yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's brilliant and everything, but it helps if the person that you are infatuated with has, you know, good morals. Power is sexy. Preaching can be kind of sexy. Guy with a guitar on stage could be a real average Joe once he's on that stage. Goes uh, up yeah. three points. If you go see a band. I mean, I had it with a girl. Um, in that, I went to see this band and there's this female singer in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. She's so cool. I was like, I'll never be as cool as her. And then I saw her signing t-shirts at the back and I was like, oh. Like, I'd take a selfie with you and not be ashamed. <laughs> yeah, there's something about being on stage though. Bumps you up. That's why a lot of mu- men get into music, apparently. Not for the blowjobs. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the funny. So she began working with charities and teaching children to read on a Sunday. And she actually set up her own Sunday school. So already... She's better than I. She achieved more by age 20. Oh, shit, she's really good. Than I've done. Sunday school, though. If we wanted to set up a Sunday school, we could. Yeah, we say it's good. Slaughter Sunday school. We're trying to, like, justify. Yeah, if we wanted to. Yeah. I could do that. I could be a millionaire if I wanted. <laughs> What's that from? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Who no. does that song? It's like, if I, wa- if I wanted to. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Love it. So... Age 20, Elizabeth became the a stricter Quaker. So she started going hard line with it. And her family up until... Just stopped smiling. <laughs> yeah. Her family just... They weren't that keen on that. Although they were Quakers, they were also a bit more chill about it. 
And I think it's like, my mum was always like, oh, you can go to church if you want. But then when I was signed up for a gap year, she was like, oh, that's a bit too far, love. She like, doesn't want you radicalised. No. Through that, she met Joseph Fry, her future husband. He was another Quaker and they married in 1800. Um, they immediately started having children and they had 11 children in total. Oh my God. I mean, population being much. Imagine if every... You've got 12 children in the family. They all have 11 children. It's just... Well, I'm just thinking, ridiculous. like, that's how much of your life is spent pregnant. That's no fun. Yeah. Mrs. Guinness, at the when I went to Dublin one time to the Guinness storehouse, it tells you about his wife who had something like 20 children. And, like, and then it's like, oh, 12 of them survived. I can't remember. It's a huge number. And I remember thinking she literally had a child and then got pregnant again with, with as soon as she could. Her life... She's just a cow. <laughs> A breeder. It's like fucking yeah. Handmaid's Tale. I'm not into it. No. Although I would enjoy legitimately being fat. Yeah. Like, I've got a reason. Don't stare at me. <laughs> so, in these in those days, though, focusing on a family and being a mother would have been that's it now. Like, you've done a bit of charity work. That That's your lot. Now you're a mum. Mm-hmm. But not for Elizabeth Fry. So in 1813, in 1813, one of the... Maybe that's how she set up a Sunday school. She just bred it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could set up a school if we physically gave birth to all the pupils. <laughs> yeah, they've got nowhere else to go. They live here. Thanks we had us. an achievement. I set this up. So in 1813, one of the Fry's family friends visited Newgate Prison. Now, this prison was the main prison in London. If you read books mm-hmm. from this time, novels about this time, if the amount of novels that I've read that where they go to Newgate Prison, I mean, yeah. people were in and out of that. Um, he was absolutely disgusted by the conditions, particularly in the women's prison. And um, he was told not to go in there when he got there. They said, oh, don't go see the women because they're so feral, they're going to harm Mm. you when he got in there they weren't feral but they were just in an extreme suffering state so um he said it was absolutely appalling um it'd been open since 1785 and it was the execution capital of britain and 1169 people were put to death there um 1120 men and 49 women Mm. so i've looked into this a little bit i have some more prison stats for you people tended to be punished by death for about 20 different crimes so it wasn't just murder there were 200 that they could be hanged for deception loads of stuff looking at you funny only having two children to contribute to the (laughs) sunday school yeah um ugly (laughs) but in reality they didn't actually 200 is a lot yeah, they didn't actually use that. There were about 20 that they did, though. Oh, 20, is that what you said? Do I yeah. No, no, 200 it? that they could, but in reality, they were like, that's that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. So they actually were only really hanging for, t- for 20 crimes. Um, so for minor ones, they would give transportation. Now, you wouldn't get a sentence of imprisonment. So the prison was just there to hold you till you got your sentence at this time. So it would be hanging transportation whatever else some other you know frogging fine i don't know but um it wasn't till 1840 that imprisonment it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away 
Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Was really just seen as a punishment in itself. So prisoners were hanged in a lane near the prison, which we've mentioned before. It was called Tyburn, mm-hmm. um, but that was moved over and then it became, they started using the lane next to Newgate, which is the old Bailey, which I think we've mentioned as before as well. Now they make casts of the heads of murderers after the hangings and keep hold of them and put them on display. And then the murderers were buried under the slabs in the courtyard and their bodies were covered in quicklime. Now, I used to do tours in the prison where we live. They do that there. They do. Yeah, and they did it there as well. That was another hanging prison. And um, you could see sometimes there were like names carved on the walls. But there were no graves, just slabs. And you knew under there, there were a lot of buried prisoners that had done awful things. Now, Elizabeth visited Newgate herself in 1813. She was able to get in because she had quite influential friends. Um, she was quite... a a well-respected family. And say, didn't they do like have like lady visitors who would? They sort of it's like a charitable way. Like they would go and visit the women there and talk to them about the Bible and you know. Not really chat to before them. this a lot. Right. It I'm just thinking because more... my my knowledge, I've read a lot of Sarah Waters books. I don't know if anyone's into Fingersmith. that. Fingersmith. Fingersmith. Are they all about, about lesbianism? Um, yeah. Yeah. She's tipping the violet. Affinity is one where it's set. A lot of it's in Newgate Prison. And there's a lady yeah. Prison. Fingersmith was rude. Also really good. So many twists. It was good. She, When she visited the prison, she found 300 women crammed into three different rooms. Um, lots of them were ill. They had to, and I also remember this from when I was in, a, I had to pretend to be a prisoner as part of this job. And prisoners had to pay for items like bedding, healthcare and extra food. So they had almost like a menu and it's things that you could buy and the more money that you had or you could prize out your gold teeth and use them as payment so all the jailers were corrupt you could give them things um and you get stuff for money so if you wanted blankets that would cost you they didn't have any empathy they just wanted to get make as much money as they could children were sent to prison with their mothers as well that's kind of nice yeah in some ways but sleeping on the floor like imagine yeah kind of shit but where else are they going to go? I'm going to say, because if you don't like them, what would you have done with them? Like, put them yeah. straight to the workhouse. So Elizabeth was really have... upset by the fact that she saw two women 
fighting over a dead baby's clothes because they couldn't clothe their own baby and obviously a baby had died in the prison and she said that really upset her she found that really traumatic so the next day she went back she took bedding she took clothes and she prayed with the women because Mm. she was like i'm not having this um a lot of the women were in prison awaiting trial so a lot of them didn't even know when even guilty yeah were possibly likely to be innocent they were sleeping on the floor they had to cook wash and sleep in their cells and they just had to sort of make do in these horrific conditions so they weren't even coming around and giving them food like they were having to sort themselves out like do your own yeah they'd they'd just be like here's whatever you've got to cook with and sort out yourselves so, I mean, I can imagine that you'd have sort of a dynamic bit of a top dog, but also, it just, if you're bottom of the pile, like some nice innocent woman just happened to be in there, you're getting screwed over. So, Elizabeth became a regular visitor at the prison. She gave the women clothes, she started a school for the children that went there, so they weren't just roaming around all day. She also created a chapel. Um, she created a system where an educated prisoner would take charge of a group of women and then she'd be responsible and encourage them to have good hygiene and they'd cook yeah. their meals in little groups, which made a massive difference to the way that the prison was run. Um, and why not? I mean, if you've got educated people in there and you might as well use their skills. Yeah. She tried to take the focus from punishment to reform. So instead of just they're getting locked in their job done, it was more... Rehabilitate. Yeah, going to give them the opportunity. Yeah. Stop Uh, singing. (laughs) Yeah. No songs. Um, And she made sure that the prisoners had self-respect, encouragement, and they didn't just feel like they were labelled criminals. So she really had a big impact just on Newgate. But obviously, what happens in Newgate, what happens in London, spreads elsewhere. Like Tinder. Yeah. In 1819... (laughs) In 1819, Elizabeth wrote a book encouraging others in high society to go and see Newgate and to see the conditions for themselves. So she wasn't that academic, but she's written a book. Done all right. Um, She founded the Association for the Reform of the Female Prisoners in Newgate. Say that three times fast. I wasn't listening the first time. (laughs) Which later spread to other areas and they renamed it. Uh, Nope. Uh, The British Ladies Society. For promoting the reformation of female prisoners. Just so like, just longer. Is Look, that... we bought t-shirts and we want the name to fill it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So Elizabeth made it compulsory for female prisoners to also learn a skill during their time. So they mostly learned sewing, but then they could sell those items locally. And then they could afford to pay for things in the prison. Yes. During this time, Elizabeth uh, was still caring for her 11 children. Now, obviously, she had some help, but she's getting stuff done. And she did lose one of the children to just a childhood illness. So she had that to contend with as well. But she channeled that pain into helping others. So she's pretty brilliant. Now, she used connections to her brother-in-law, Thomas Buxton, an elected MP, to get her work promoted in the House of Commons. And she was invited to give evidence in the House of Commons. And she told everyone about how disgusting it was in Newgate. But you can imagine. And she's the first woman to present anything in wow. um, the House of Commons. But you can imagine. What What do you think the response of the male MPs was? The women that are in there are no good anyway. They don't deserve anything. Um, It's more specific to Elizabeth, really. Oh. 
What do you know, wench? A little bit, yeah. So, and also, nail in the coffin for her. Well, they're not going to murder her. But she also spoke out about she was a bit anti-capital punishment. Oh. Oh, shit. They didn't like that. Well, they didn't really love the Quakers massively anyway, did they? No. Because um, a lot of people that emigrated to America were Quakers. Yeah, so they they weren't all clapping and cheering for her by any means. They're a bit like, who, who asked a woman in here? And why is she spouting bullshit? Why is she fucking smiling? <laughs> yeah. Why isn't why she singing a song? So, Fry was... So Fry, she'd solved the prisons. Well, she'd help... No, done. She'd fixed the prisons. No, she'd, she'd helped the prisons. But she wasn't done. Walking through London at, at one point, she came across the body of a frozen boy who'd been living homeless. And it was in winter and he'd just literally frozen to death. And as a result of this, she thought, right, well, my next task is I'm going to help the homeless. She She set up a nightly shelter... And had volunteers who would visit the poor to provide support and comfort. And then that got spread around other cities. Women, prison, done. Homeless. She's getting that. Now at this point, obviously she's living off her husband's money. Mm. He goes bankrupt. Oh shit. 1828. But it's alright. Because her brother's inherited everything from her father. And he's a business manager. So she's got another benefactor now. So she's sorted. So, in 1840, she decided that she'd done the homeless, she'd done the prison, she wants a new challenge. So, she's going to set up a training school for nurses. So, the aim of that was to provide nurses that were caring and Christian. I don't know why they've got to be Christian. If they weren't, they might. Well, I suppose you want, you know, if you are dealing with people that are dying, you want people that, you know, are caring about the souls, not just the bodies. As long as they treat me as well. Don't just pray over my dying body. Yeah. They, she made it so women had to sign up for three to seven years service. So she didn't, Whoa. she wanted part-timers. <laughs> They're like, you're it. If you're coming in, you get, you're coming in for you're three years. in blood. Yeah. But, and also she would give me your firstborn child as but payment. If they left early, she'd fine them. I mean, maybe they could do this to cope with the teaching crisis. No, don't keep us. <laughs> like, you yeah. come in, if you don't do your three years, you got to pay us. So, it worked. system was successful, and they rolled it out across Oxford, I Paris. wouldn't sign up for... I don't... When when EE contacted me and be like, oh, do you want to extend your contract? No! <laughs> like, there's no way I could commit to three to seven years of anything. <laughs> no. Well, women did. I mean, I guess you didn't really have much else to do then. You're not going to move to... not going to move. I'm going to go leave Norwich and go outside of Norwich. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, it could she, happen. I've got she, a dream. She also was quite a heavy influence. I'm going to make it to Cromer. <laughs> That's not even near, is it? it? No, where's Cromer? Norfolk. Oh, yeah. They sound the same. Yeah. Norwich, Norfolk. I never know which one's which. Which one's Alan Partridge? Norwich. Okay. She also heavily influenced Florence Nightingale with this nurse training program that she put in. I mean, I don't know if they've just if people just assume that because they're both women who do medical stuff. She's a nurse. <laughs> she saw a nurse, wanted to be a nurse. <laughs> well done. Because she was a woman in the spotlight, she got a lot of criticism. Though people said she wasn't fulfilling her role as a mother, 
Mm. And so they're all going to be judging about her kids, aren't they? Who's looking after them? Yeah, saying that she wasn't being a good wife. They're giving her too much credit. She's being a bloody good wife. You can't be a shitty wife and manage to s- somehow have 11 children. How do you think that happens? <laughs> yeah. She has been a good wife mm. on at least 11 occasions. <laughs> but the Queen bloody loved her. Definitely. So she she invited her around for dinner. And she also gave money to charitable causes that she was doing. So Elizabeth died in 1845 in Ramsgate, Kent. So within her life, she'd helped female prison standards, those in poverty, nursing for the poor. She'd also been involved in anti-slavery as well. When she died, the seamen of the Ramsgate Coast Guard flew at half-mast as a sign of respect, which isn't a euphemism. <laughs> I can't even... There's not even a joke to make, though. It just is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, which is something that they only usually do for ruling monarchs. Um, and over Something a I only do after a drink or two. <laughs> so... A thousand people attended her burial and uh, she had a massive impact on future generations. Isn't she on a fiver now? Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that bit the whole time. I was like, now say she... the fiver thing! <laughs> now she's on a five pound note. <laughs> so if you want to see her, just spend some money. Yeah. And then donate that money to our Patreon. Amazing. So remember, listening to Slaughter doesn't make you a psycho, especially this week. So, I just wanted to thank everyone who has been supporting us on Patreon. We really, really appreciate your support. You've been fantastic in supporting us for all this time. So, a quick shout out to those of you who are supporting us. We want to thank Jessica Cole, Lise, Simon Box, Clay Anderson, Joshua Nichols, Kate, Maggie Price, Jess Thorne, Jenny Morrison, Lulu, Heather Louise, Christian Lewick, Lorna Violet, Andrew Eastwood, Emily Anderton, Hayley Ellington, Cassandra Cervantes, Trudy Johns, Will C, Erin Klein, William Muir, Laura Heathcock, Rebecca Manners, Rory Patricus, Emma Millwood, Leslie Booth, Rachel Von Ravenstein, Alex Hale, Tim from the History Dweebs podcast, Claire Cumming, Mi Corazon Mi Amor, Ali Anderson, Megan Kelly, Elizabeth Thurlow, Jim Martin, Lucy Endrodoyeva, Leslie Kidd, Morella Brown, Peter Falconer, Angela Felton, Annie Granger, The Four Line Podcast, Rebecca Pope, Maggie, They Walk Among Us, Off the Cuffs, a Kink and BDSM podcast, Twisted Philly, Joe DeVee, Jacob Hodge, Hannah Uraganti. Thanks, guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.